Life Audio. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're the hosts from Salty Saints Podcast. Salty Saints Podcast is designed to help you be better salt and light in the world. We do that by talking about theology, apologetics, and scripture itself. And so in this clip you're about to hear, we're going to be talking about the ways that Jesus surprised us when he came into the world. We said Jesus is full of surprises. Right. What do we mean by that? Uh, there are a number of places where Jesus just, he didn't fit the mold. He, he changed people's expectations, or rather, people had expectations that he would act in a certain way. He doesn't, and everybody's just awestruck by the way he doesn't act in those certain ways. And not always awestruck in a good way. Oh, sometimes, I, ultimately, that's why they killed him. Right. We want to kind of get into the nooks and crannies of, you know, wh- what did people expect the Messiah to be? Yeah. What what yeah. did people expect this this man that's going to come from God that is God, you know? Who who is this that they had in mind and why did how did Jesus kind of break the mold on that? And and what did people expect not just of the Messiah but of people in general? Yeah, Jesus that's true. even broke that mold. That's very true. First of all, he's a 30-year-old unmarried male. That was unheard of. That is interesting. Um, So, like, everybody would have been married in that time? I mean, is that the idea? Well, by and large. By and large. You know, there's probably the exceptions, but uh, the expectation would have been that he would have had a wife, would have had kids by then, probably would have got married when he was around 18 years old. And here he is, 30 years old. He is an old bachelor, and they were practically unheard of, unless he had been married and his wife died. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Well, sorry, I knew those things about him, but I didn't realize how much of a cultural oddity that would have been. So, I mean, would would that have made people question his teachings, or like, would that have made him less than, or was it just kind of weird to see? Well... (sighs) Yeah, I think it was kind of weird to see, and it might have made people question his teaching, but what we do see is after they hear his teaching, they say, whoa. Well, it's sort of like <laughs> the same thing uh, when he's a little kid, and he's at, at the temple, yeah, yeah, and he starts teaching, and all the the teachers are like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, how does this kid know so much? And so, yeah, I mean, he it's it's kind of like... He's this unassuming guy. I mean, is it the book of it's Isaiah that says that he's he's nothing much to look at, right? right. Like Isaiah just, fifty-two and fifty-three. Right. And so I mean he's he's just kind of a normal looking guy. He's unmarried, and when he's a kid, uh, you know, that that makes him unqualified to be teaching. Right. But every yeah. time he opens his mouth, he captivates people, whether yeah. good or bad. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it, it's like it, it, at the heart of it, he's everything that that the Messiah is supposed to be. He's yeah, like, yeah. he is this captivating man, yeah. like that that really like divides people. But he breaks enough of the mold that they question, how can this be the Messiah? Right. He doesn't fit the mold. Right. Um, but before we get into like the 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 maybe deeper stuff. The the thing I mentioned in my sermon on Sunday was that, you know, I think the one that's on the nose and, and the disciples kind of 
hint at this through things they say to Jesus is they're expecting him to overthrow the Romans. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what the that's what the Jews were expecting out of the Messiah. That was the messianic expectation. Yeah. And and so when he isn't this warlord, when he isn't this insurrectionist, when he isn't this like terrorist kind of figure. When he comes and one of his first teaching is if a soldier asks you, if a Roman soldier asks you to carry his goods for a mile, carry him too. Right. I mean, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, let's dive into that. Like, let's just start there. What would have been the audience response to hearing that? Uh, no way. Right. Because <laughs> I mean, like, do that. I, so, I've been watching The Chosen through I, I'm not caught up on season three and I and listen to any of you listening to this right now, I am fully aware that there's a lot of controversy around the chosen and its ties to Mormonism and I totally understand where you're at, but I fall on the side of I, I'm not going to the chosen for for my theological understanding. I'm using it as a companion to have a picture to put to to the biblical times. That's yeah. all it's it is for me. Okay. And so I can enjoy that. Regardless, the Romans depicted in that or in the Passion of the Christ or in, you know, what, whatever you want to watch, they're always so mean. Yeah. They're so yeah. brutal and harsh. They're soldiers. Right. They're soldiers. Yeah. And they're on the job. And right. exactly. their life is on the line if they slip up. Right. And so they're constantly just like corralling the Jews and like trying to keep them docile and and by and large that is not only accurate but it's probably downplayed they were probably worse than what you might see in the chosen really yeah oh yeah 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 well because uh i forget i forget the ones the the roman soldier's name that's with matthew because matthew's a tax collector yeah i'm not following it enough but he's pretty mean i mean he like you know drags him around by the arm and he thinks he's going to get him killed. So he's almost cussing him out. Like he, he can't stand him. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to take into consideration that the Romans are literally crucifying people in the streets. Exactly. So these are people you hate. Yeah. And now you got this guy going, if he tells you to carry his back, carry it further carry, than he tells you yeah, to carry it twice as far. Right. Or, or if somebody, you know, hits you across the face, offer them the other cheek. Yeah. Or if somebody, uh, you know, uh, talking about paying taxes, you know, well, whose face is on the coin? Well, Caesar's. Well, then give Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, (laughs) right? And it's like, wait, what? Like, you're not supposed to be saying these things. You're supposed to hate the Romans. And he's saying, no, love your enemy. Yeah. And so this would be so foreign. I mean, imagine today. Bad example. We're not really we're not really at war with anybody right now, and we're also we we kind of are. I mean, you know, we got we got yeah. the Russia Ukraine stuff not, going on, but not, we are not actively right. Right, we're not in engaged war. in that war, and and the war doesn't seem to be directed at us. But think back to nine eleven, yeah, when the whole United States was terrified of the Muslim people. Right now. We all kind of banded together and we're like, you know, we're not going to take this, you know, <laughs> and it was kind of this like yeehaw moment. But like, imagine though, if somebody stood up and said, if the president of the United States stood up and said, you know, we're, we're going to love our neighbors. Yeah. You know, cause these people are our neighbors too. 
you know, and, and if and it's, they've slapped us across the face, we're, we're going to offer them the other cheek, you know, yeah. like to take this pacifist route, you know, how would we have responded as American people? Well, I think history shows us that uh, Bush's highest approval ratings were immediately after 9-11. Right. Because he gave a speech about the axis of evil and how right. America was going to stand up and we were going to defeat the axis of evil. And he wasn't, he wasn't saying we're going to love them to death. Right. <laughs> right. And, and understand, I'm not saying that there's not a time for war and things like that. I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture of like how absurdly different what Jesus is preaching is from what they expected to right, hear, right? Right, right. Um, what, what else we have? We have several uh, different things that take place in Jesus's life right from the very start. So uh, one of the ones that I was aware of that I, that I initially thought of was in the book of Luke. And it's a small thing. It's a minor thing. But right after uh, Jesus goes and he's baptized in the Jordan, that took place down by Jerusalem in Galilee. So Jesus lived north. He lived in, in Nazareth. So he returns to Galilee. He's been gone for a period of time, 40 days in the wilderness, plus the time to be baptized by John. So he's probably been gone for two months, maybe more, maybe three months. He comes back, and tradition would say when you have a traveler that comes home, he goes to the synagogue. He gets to read Scripture that morning. And what happened when you read Scripture, you would pull the scroll, which has been rolled up, um, every time you read the scroll, you don't roll it back to the beginning. You just kind of fold that scroll together and you put it back in its leather pouch. So when the next guy pulls it out, it's right where you left off reading. There was a lectionary and you read a certain part. That part is clearly marked. So anybody who was there, the expectation would be, Take the scroll out of the leather pouch. Read the portion you're supposed to read. And then whoever it was who read the scroll gets the chance to talk about it. In essence, they preach about the passage that day. So Luke chapter 4 says that Jesus took the scroll and he unrolled it. What Jesus basically did is he looked at the portion that had been assigned to him to read he looks at it and he says, no, that's not it. And he starts looking. He unrolls the scroll and looks until he finds the portion that he's supposed to read. And then he reads Isaiah 63. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He's sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. The blind will see. The oppressed will be set free. The time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, hands it back to the attendant, the chief of the synagogue. He sits down, which is, that's how you taught uh, everybody else, would either be seating or maybe they were standing. But when you were getting ready to teach, you would sit. He sits down, he looks around, and he says, yep. That scripture is fulfilled today. Amen. End of sermon. <laughs> That's it. 
an incredible variation from what they were expecting. First of all, he changed the scripture passage. He read something else. And then his sermon was just to say, yeah, it's talking about me. Here I am. It's fulfilled today. So in the way he said that, you know, that the scripture is fulfilled today, do you think they knew what he meant? No, I don't think they they knew totally what he meant. But as soon as they said that, everyone spoke well of him. They were amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. But then they asked, how can this be? Isn't this Joseph's son? So they understood at least part of what he was yeah. saying. And uh, they were amazed. And that's what we see time and again. When Jesus does these surprising things, they're in awe. They're amazed. To keep listening to the preview you just heard, please click on the show notes in the episode description or search for Salty Saints on your favorite podcast app. Hey, thanks for listening. Have a great day. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.